two-year absence, the Boston Celtics are NBA champions once again. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Seven seconds. They got Benetarian range. I'll tell you, what Tom Brady just did gives me goosebumps. What again for Tierney. Tierney's cross. Lucic, top of the circle, Horton, the drive, score! The Bruins knock out the Bruins! Welcome, Boston Sports Extra fans, to another edition of the Boston Sports Extra Patriots podcast. Here we are with episode 31. And we have Steve Atkinson and Anthony Crisante joining us today. And my name is Andy. And we are going to be talking about the review from the Colts game, news and notes, and getting into the Miami preview because we've got a short week ahead. And so we're going to make sure that we gave you all the information that you can want. Want to say hi, Steve? Hey, I'm Steve Atkinson. I cover the uh, pages for Boston Sports Extra. You can follow me on Twitter at steva 1127 And Anthony is the founder of Boston Sports Extra. Hey, everybody. What's up? Nice to be back. Uh, Andy, by the way, you completely blew that opening. Uh, we're doing the, the Dolphins review and oh. a Colts preview. I said the Colts review and the Dolphins preview, didn't I? Yeah, that's, that's okay, though. All right. Don't well, be drinking. Anyway. Don't be drinking so much. <laughs> Anyways, it was a fantastic week. Uh, great game on Sunday when they beat the Miami Dolphins. So we'll get right into doing the review of that. And get. And I'm just so excited for uh, the Colts that I'm ready to go. So I probably flubbed that up a little bit. So the first thing we want to talk about is the offensive review from the Miami Dolphins. Steve, you want to start it off? Yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, the Dolphins were a complete no-show. Uh, Sunday and the and the Patriots proved they were they still own the AFC East. Uh, Brady was shaky to start. Uh, the Dolphins had a penalty in the opening drive to give the Patriots a first down. However, they would only settle for three points. Brady would throw two interceptions and three touchdowns for 274 yards on Sunday. Brady and the touchdown to Patterson was good. Patterson was wide open and had a clear path to the end zone. Dorsett had a nice touchdown grab. He had four. Dorsett had four receptions for 55 yards and one touchdown. Um, Brady loves going to James White, who had eight receptions for 68 yards and one touchdown, and a nice throw from Brady. Sony Michelle was a lot better, um, had 15 runs in the first half for 80 yards, and then the second half ran 10 times for 30 yards. The offense was better, and Michelle was also better with James Devlin blocking for him. All Michelle really had to do was follow Devlin, and he would find the gaps, and that O-line was better in creating holes for Michelle to run through. Um, and the last thing is whether you want to say Michelle is a first-round talent or not, it's too early. Let's see how he does after more games are played before we start making those statements. <laughs> Anthony, anything to add to that? Yeah, it was just nice to see that the that you know we knew it was going to come. We there's there's just no denying that you're going to keep the Patriots down four weeks in a row. You know, even opening week wasn't that spectacular, but you just knew that they weren't going to you weren't going to hold them the way that they've been playing. So it was nice to see them actually come out and, you know, perform like the Patriots of old. Um, you know, it was, you know, Sony Michelle 
for this one game lived up to his billing. Um, you know, um, getting back on track. And I think the first, his first two weeks, it was, you know, or actually first week it was no two, right? Yeah. 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 Um, it was just let him feel out, get his feelers out there uh, since he missed all, you know, preseason and, and, and such. So, I mean, you know, I think we're, we're somewhat back on track. You know, I don't want to put too much emphasis that, you know, the, the Patriots are back, you know, the Super Bowl run is coming, but, you know, let's see how they, they, they have this quick turnaround, how they put, you know, play against the Colts this week, which obviously we'll talk about in a little bit, but the biggest challenge for them is going to be in two weeks when they, when they play the Chiefs. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. My, uh, I was actually starting to follow the, uh, the quote unquote conspiracy theory that everybody was floating around with that Belichick keeps it super vanilla and keeps the rotations in avoiding the continuity that most people want to see, um, making sure that their plays were all super easy and that they were doing things not because they thought it was the best way to win, but they were doing things so that they could see how good they were against bad situations and stuff like that. And I was starting to come around a little bit with that with the first three weeks because some of the runs that they were doing, they were telegraphing the runs from Michelle. I mean, it was straight up. You knew that they were running. James White, once he was on the field, they were passing to James White. Certain things that they were just telling that you don't expect from a Patriots offense. And so I was starting to come around to that whole view. And I was like, well, either week three or four, they're going to sit there and change it up and start actually focusing on trying to exploit their opponent and trying to win the game, put the hammer down. What did you guys think about that? Yeah, that's true. I think with, with, with Michelle and um, Michelle was pretty much, again, following Devlin all around. Pretty much Devlin was kind of leading, leading Michelle the way to make gaps in room so he could run through holes and run – and that offensive line was a lot better too. So. Yeah, I mean, basically, Belichick has taken now that the preseason really doesn't mean anything, and there's and there's no um, camp really because you can't hit, you really can't, you know, do what you used to do. Belichick is, if you look back now, has basically taken the first four weeks of the regular season to be preseason. Right. For the yeah. most part, and be able to, you know, see what this team has a, a little bit more. Um, when I first, basically, when I first kind of heard that, it was like, yeah, that, that's kind of a stretch. But then now, if you really sit back and look at it and, and look at past seasons, that's pretty much what it is. You know, the first four weeks, they drop a game here and there, and then they go on their run, and then and they drop a game at the end of the season. You Normally, know, once they have the division locked up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> which is yeah. which is pretty good because you know we don't you know we just whooped it you know squished the dolphins whatever you want to call it you know we put a whoop into them but we pretty much get to turn around and have them in, in mid-december now instead of late in the season so you know i think maybe this year they'll play that game will have a little bit more meaning and they'll actually play it than what it's been in the past right yeah so usually usually don't play well in miami for some reason Definitely. It, it, same way, just like Miami doesn't play well and no, play right. well up there. I mean, this is like the the third year in a row that they've held Tannehill to a hundred yards and three quarters. Yeah. Wow. So I That's mean, insane. 
the the Patriots have their number in Foxborough, and Miami has their the Patriots number in Miami. Yep. Yeah. Well, they'll definitely work on that this this year. So, uh, what did uh, what did you guys think of uh, Gordon's Josh Gordon's debut? Yeah, I thought it was good to have him in the game because it took pressure away from guys like you know covering Gronk when he's always triple and double covered. Um, and Gordon seems excited to be a Patriot and learning from Tom Brady. And um, you know, again with with Edelman coming back, uh, it will it will force teams to cover Edelman and Gronk and and more leaving room. Um, for Dorsett and Gronkowski to get open and other receivers like Patterson and Hogan and, um, and Chris Hogan. And, and my question too is like, will Chris Hogan get more balls thrown to him now that Edelman is back? Like Hogan seems to be more comfortable when, when Edelman is in the game too. I don't know. He seems to be very non-existent these last few weeks. Yeah, and that definitely. may, and that could be by design. Yeah. You know, it's, Nobody wants to agree with this, but you kind of got to look at this where they just trying to stay healthy these first four games, you know, for the most part and, and get through these games and then turn their game plan on in week five when you get Edelman back. And now that you went out, unfortunately, they had so many injuries that they had to go out and get somebody like Josh Gordon. I think picking up Josh Gordon, I mean, he did so many things that doesn't get stats for in this game. I, believe the lead block on there was a, a block towards a touchdown or something that you know led to the touchdown for uh for michelle um so there's so many things that they do that he's done so far that go unheard of or on not on the stat sheet that that's i think in the next three to four weeks is what he's basically going to be there for He's going yeah, to get a couple throws, and he's going to eventually get in the more into the playbook. But that's w what the setup and the design for Gordon is right now. Yeah, that's a good point because um, they know what they have in Hogan. They don't know what they have in Gordon and Patterson, so they want to try to incorporate as much as they can with them in the first few weeks, so that they can formulate their game plans when the games get really hard. Right. Um, I got I got one little thing. Uh, have you guys noticed? Patterson with his back pedal when he's getting ready to catch a pass. He did it on a swing pass the first couple of weeks. He did it on the 55 yarder where he's back pedaling and he's like dragging his heels and he almost stumbled on the 55 yarder when he had to reach up. And I was just like, Oh my God, he keeps doing that. Have you noticed? I haven't noticed, <laughs> but that's something probably to, to take notice of. Well, last week, last week it bit him in the ass when he, when he fell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that same. It was that same sort of thing. He backpedals and he drags his heels, and then he like stumbles. It, it's incredible. I I saw it again last week. I was like, that's not the same thing. <laughs> maybe 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 he can't catch a pass over his shoulder. There we go. You can only <laughs> catch a pass when he's wide open. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a question for you guys. Um, is this the offense that we're going to see going forward? This uh, humming together the clicking on all cylinders i mean even though brady only threw for 274 yards after the first slow the slow first quarter he seemed to really get dialed in with the wide receivers like what we wanted to see do you think that that's going to be i mean obviously there's going to be a few bumps in the road but do you think that this is more what this offense is capable of this season 
Yeah, I, I think so. I think you're going to get back into that like short passes like they usually do, the screen passes, um, especially with Edelman back, you, you, to get him back into the groove a little bit. And I think you're going to see a lot of like short passes and screen passes with him, definitely. And also you're going to see the passing game with Michelle a little bit and Dorsett because that deep ball with Brady, it's kind of bitten him in the butt those last couple of uh, the last the first two weeks of the season. So um, no one's really ready for that deep ball yet, unless unless Josh Gordon gets really comfortable and he can go down the seam and, and catch a nice deep ball. But right now I think it's going to be short passes, screens, and um, you'll see stuff over the middle, but no no deep ball yet. Yeah, I think when you see. I think this week you're gonna you're gonna see a little bit more what the offense is gonna be like. Even maybe tomorrow or Thursday night that um, you know they're gonna teams are gonna be so geared to stopping Edelman, James White, you know on those on those short passes that you're gonna see a little bit more of Hogan. You know they may throw Gordon in. Gordon's gonna be good for for yards after the catch. So if they can get him on, you know like. You know, uh, um, you know, a, a mid a mid range, you know, deep end or something like that. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. where where he's he's going. This team is going to is going to open up the passing lanes. You're going to see Hogan. You're going to see Brady and Hogan trying to hook up for deeper passes. Once they get that that mid range game going, you're going to see Patterson with his speed. Yep, definitely. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> And uh, I was noticing uh, when I did uh, the film review of uh, Josh Gordon a couple weeks ago, I noticed that he's very, very good at finding the soft spot in zones and being a, like, for some reason, like he'll just go right to the open spot. It's pretty instinctual. And especially for a guy that people says had difficulty picking up offenses or anything like that. I, I came away very impressed with that and seeing him being able to not only out physical people as adam gase would say but also being able to be that nuance and finding the open spot in the zone so i'm i'm actually really excited for josh gordon and his capabilities going forward you know nobody wanted nobody wanted josh gordon on this team because of his you know obviously because of his drug issues or whatever mental issues that he has but you, you got to feel for the guy that played in in cleveland that had uh, a, a list of quarterbacks and the time that he's been there and not been there. Uh, you know, I'm sure everybody's seen the Jersey. That's like, you know, 16, <laughs> he wasn't there for all of it, but it's like 16 to 20 names deep or whatever the last, you know, five, 10 years, whatever it was. But, you know, still now you get to work with one of the best in NFL history and you know, what's expected of you. You've already been in the building and you know what the mentality uh, of being with the Patriots is like. So if you want, this is your last stop on your, basically on your career. You know, some people could say he could be playing for his next contract, which could be a big contract or, you know, or he can be <laughs> exiting the NFL completely. You know, yeah, yeah. If, you, if, if you can't come to new England and make it, then where are you going to make it anywhere else? You're not going to make it anywhere else. <laughs> Yeah, and actually, uh, if you also look at uh, who his other teammates other than just the quarterbacks were in his 2013 season when he uh, really just blew the doors off of the records and stuff like that, he was playing with Greg Little, Travis Benjamin, and uh, Gre uh, Chris Obanaya were his main teammates all that year. And he came up with over 1,600 yards passing. 
uh, receiving. I mean, you, <laughs> you almost kind of feel bad for the guy. Yeah, at some point in time, you do. <laughs> I mean, maybe you know, maybe I would want to go do drugs too if I had to play with those kind of players too. When <laughs> you have so much, uh, uh, you know, could be so much more. Yeah. All right, I guess uh, moving on to the defense from the Patriots and the Colts, or and the Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins. Um, hey, what the, game? Are you, what game are you are you trying to do a review for? Uh, no, I want I want I want to happen. I want to watch it tonight. Oh. <laughs> and then uh, so we got Jason McCourty and the passing defense. Um, there were 135 yards total from both of the QBs in that game against the Miami Dolphins. And there was one TD, one garbage time TD, and one interception. What were your main thoughts from the passing defense? I thought, I thought the, the pass defense was much better this week on uh, Jason McCourty's part. And also, like, uh, Kyle Van Noy in that front seven did a lot better putting pressure on Tannehill before he went to throw the ball. Also proves that Tannehill isn't a good quarterback and that 3-0 and on paper was a fluke for the Dolphins. Really step up game for the defense as a whole. And we'll see how they respond on a short week. That's pretty much my my overall take. I mean, you gotta the Patriots really played it. They really they played more of a cover zone defense, which they actually executed this week. You know, they were they were passing they were passing off on on receivers and everything to the next zone to the proper place, which they haven't been doing. They were trying to play more one on one, and the last few weeks, which was killing them. So if you really go back and, and look at the game film, you know these over to, over the middles that were that were killing them in the first couple of weeks. They actually passed those off to the next person, and the next person actually did their did their job. Yeah, um, it, Mark Schofield had an article up on the score where he talked about the average. Um, down and distance for a third down against the Dolphins was close to 10 yards. It was like, I think he said 9.75. And those crossers that were having, that the Patriots were having troubles defending against the Lions and against uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars was, um, so it's almost 10 yards against the Miami Dolphins. So you're not picking up first downs on a five yard crosser because you can only run four yards and they're coming down and, hammering you so it was a bit of a different defense that worked better for that zone and they were yes they executed very well so but it also the game script was a little bit easier to defend those well you know you get your you get your blood kicked a couple weeks in a row and belichick's going to come back yeah right you're not going to do that very often (laughs) so uh the, the kyle van noy fumble recovery the biggest thing i noticed was the speed that he just flew off the line and not only him but then he he got to the ball first but behind him there were two other guys i didn't even catch their their numbers but there were two other guys that was ready to make a play on the ball so it was just incredible to see that sort of pressure i mean obviously they had their ears pinned back and they were just rushing the passer no matter what but it still it looked completely different from watching hightower just shuffle to the sidelines and i was very happy to see that that they actually got some fire and some speed under them this week yeah the offensive lines they looked a lot quicker i mean i'm sorry the defense looked a lot quicker than they did these last two weeks so it was it was a big improvement, and they and they they showed it on the field, which was good. 
I think they got back to, to fundamentals. Mm -hmm. I think that's what yeah. the biggest difference. I think they tried to get a little too fancy uh, against the Jaguars and everything because they knew it was a you know the Jaguars Super Bowl, and they finally got back to the basics. You can't get to the quarterback if you're running past the quarterback, you know. So it was you know five yards, turn in, and, and, and get your pressure, and that goes back to week one. That goes back to having their you know, a uh, martial arts guy that works with the defensive line. I, I think, that, you know, they just got back to a little bit of the basics, and that's what helped the defense this week. Do you think uh, Hightower getting the green dot had anything to do with it? I mean, I think from what I was able to see, he didn't do as many sideline-to-sideline -side runs as he was doing the previous couple of weeks. Um partly because he was returning the middle linebacker, but also do you think him run, uh, running the defense might have had something to do with the, them settling down and executing properly? Well, yeah. Yeah. It could have been, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, as far as Hightower goes, it, there's something there's something wrong with him. He's not playing what he used to be. I don't know if the chest muscles, you know, attached to his legs or something. Uh, he just hasn't been the same player. Uh, since he his was, return, even though he's healthy. Yeah, he was better this week. I thought he flew around the ball. I thought he was hitting hard. Um, I, I might have been just because of the fact that they were rotating more and that he had less of a role where he had to run all over the field because that's not what he's made for. And I think Jacksonville, he was just gassed because of the temperature. And then I don't, I don't know what the problem was with Detroit. But, yeah, I mean, he, he, he might be back. He might be coming back. I think he was better than he was the first three weeks of the year. Yeah. Maybe with uh, with Jawan Bentley out, you know, maybe he thinks that you know he's got to step it up now since he's got nobody challenging for his job. Yeah, yeah there probably. we go. <laughs> All right. So is that it for any other points for the Miami Dolphins review? I thought this right. was a Colts review. No, I got it right this time. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No, that's. I mean, that's pretty much it. We covered it. Yep. All right. Um, so Julian Edelman returns. The prodigal son has come back to the fold, and now we are going to see everything that we want to see for the offense, and we're going to put up 50 points every game, right? Is that how it's going to go? I think um, Julian will come back <laughs> and, and be the Julian we've seen, I think, over in like over the past few years over the past years. Yeah. But I think it will be slow. Um, he's coming off that ACL, right? Yeah, ACL injury. And, um, you know, it might take some time for him and, and Brady to connect a little bit. But they've been working all offseason, like we, like we, like I said before. So I think, yeah, Edelman coming back is, is really that. Um, he's, the, he's the guy that offense. Brady gets his boy back pretty much. Just as president on the field is going to be a big difference. Just, you uh, know, just him being out there running up, you know, five yard, 10 yard, you know, over the middle or something like that. So that's just, it's going to, it's going to be a, whether he gets the ball thrown to him or a lot or not, that's going to just, it, the mentality of what the other teams are going to be thinking is going to change the whole offense of this team right now. 
yeah, I got uh, three things that he's going to be bringing into it. I'm going to be putting in my article that I'm working on right now. He's got experience with the offense. He knows it inside and out. He knows where he's supposed to line up. He knows where every other wide receiver is supposed to line up. He knows what he's going to be doing in everybody else's job. He can bring that experience to the sidelines, and like you were talking about, Anthony, and also onto the field when Brady needs a little bit of help with the wide receiving core. So he's got that going for him. And then number two, he's an emotional spark plug. He's going to bring that fire and that emotion that maybe only Brady has right now on that team. And so he's going to be providing another one for that and trying to get people loose and help them win the game and have fun. And then also his connection with Brady. When you played together as long as you have, you could sit there and look at each other and give a little wink and a nod. And you know all of a sudden that, hey, I'm going to be running this route. So throw me the ball there. And that's what they're going to be working on. And he, and like I said, he can work with the other wide receivers at this. The only one that has really any extensive experience is Hogan. And he's been third, fourth wide receiver until this year. So those are the three main things that I see from Julian Edelman and in his return and how that's going to help the offense as a whole. Those are good yeah. points. Edelman is going to bring that fire, definitely. Yeah. I think when Brady and Edelman run out, there's a good thing. There's a good thing that only one side of the stadium's open. So I think Edelman might run down the entire sideline through the end zone, down the other sideline with all the energy that he had built up over the first four weeks. Yeah, I was thinking that he was probably at home, like, breaking stuff during the four-week suspension and, like, renting a jugs machine so that he could just have balls tossed to him. That's the way I envisioned it. (laughs) All right, so I guess moving on to uh, the uh, injury notes and any practice notes that we have. Did you want to do Colts or did you want to do Patriots first? Let's go with the Colts. There's not much... There's not much to talk um, about. <laughs> other than the fact that they had a huge list of did not participate. Darius Leonard, their um, rookie linebacker who's been leading the league in tackles. Ryan Kelly, their center. Kenny Moore. T.Y. Hilton is did not participate and is not expected to play. Jack Doyle, their first tight end, did not participate. And they, they have a huge list. I thought we were bad last week, but it seems like the Colts are even in w- more worse position than we are so what do you think, think steve i think Vinatieri's injured too right i think he was hurt he's got a he, groin issue uh, yeah. is that what it is uh, i know yeah. they did not participate i figured that was just a veteran off day i don't know the last time adam Vinatieri's missed a game but uh <laughs> yeah I, I honestly i don't know i don't see um the colts even if we even with those injuries i don't i don't see the colts winning this game anyway um yeah what do you think anthony yeah this is this is the colt super bowl they're going to come out there and throw whatever possibility they can throw out there. I mean, if you read, I mean, I try to follow all the the latest on the Colts when we're leading up to a, a game, a, coming up to the, whatever game it is. And the Colts are pretty much throwing it, throwing it in that they, they know they're not going to win this game, but they're going to throw whatever they can out there. You know, so, I mean, the only thing I can say is, you know, I hope to see – Adam Vinatieri maybe be able to kick a couple extra points or whatever, or, or a couple field goals just for, you know, old time sakes or whatever. But I hope that it doesn't come down to him kicking a game winner or whatever at the end of the game. Oh God, no, I hope not either. 
Um, so you think we'll see some uh, indie special this week? Yeah, I think so. Uh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> All right. So uh, the Patriots did not participate. was a little lighter this week. Um, we got Waddle. We got Roe. Waddle was from an illness. Um, Roe is still battling the groin injury. And then Gronk with the ankle. Mm-hmm. What, are you, what do you guys think that – what is everybody going to say if Gronk doesn't play this week? <laughs> oh, I, I, um, all right. So, so I, I found out tonight that Gronk isn't going to play. So then I had to confirm it. So I confirmed it with a reporter that actually covers the team who also heard that Gronk would be out. He said that, um, the players were resigned today to thinking he was out. So with him not being here with not, with not being at practice, I'm sorry. And being a short week, it's it's kind of stupid to rush him back and and hurt the ankle even more. So they have Edelman and back. Gordon should play. I think resting Gronk for the Thursday game is smart and uh, make sure he's 100% for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs game. That's my opinion. Exactly. Based on what I yeah. heard today. I mean, we, we got Pylon. We can throw him a couple passes. Yeah, I mean, the, <laughs> um, that's probably the only the only issue is that um, we're going to be down to one healthy tight end for the game. Uh, I mean, and especially if Waddle, it, it'll just keeps him out. I mean, then then you're down another edge um, tackle presence. So I mean, it will get a little thin on that end. But um, Gronk, Gronk's Gronk. You cannot push him and try to get him out there if he's not healthy. Because next thing you know, he's going to be worrying about his ankle and it's not going to be watching that guy coming out of the corner of his eye and taking out his knee. So the way that he plays, he goes 110%. So it, let him rest up, get him back to like 85 95%, and then, um, and then let him rip. I mean, there, there's plenty of balls going around. So he'll get his at some point in time just – not this week, and you more balls for everyone else, right? Well, don't we have right. um, exactly? Don't we have um, Jacob Hollister also? Hasn't he been inactive but healthy? No, he's been battling a uh, chest injury. Um, yeah, I no. think he's still going to be out this practice. week. Okay, yeah, well, so. there goes that theory. Yeah, no, I know. I I wish it was um, Hollister being able to step up because that would be perfect for this week, but I don't think it's going to happen this week unless they know something we don't. Maybe he's back and ready to go and they were holding him for this week. I don't know. Um, Maybe Mike Reese over here can get uh, some information for us. Yeah. (laughs) Start looking under the stalls. (laughs) All right, then. So I guess we're moving on to the Colts preview. Does that sound good? Yep. All right. So when the Pats are on offense, what is it that you are going to want to see? What are the matchups? What do you think is the Colts' hardest point to go up against? I think for the Patriots on the offensive side of the ball, to establish a run more with Sony Michel and uh, most likely James Devlin leading him like he did on Sunday versus the win against Miami. Also, uh, look for those short passes to Julian Edelman to get him back into the groove of things after missing the first four games of the season. Um, through the first three games of the season, the, uh, on first down, the Patriots have had a run-pass ratio close to 50-50. They had 38 runs of 42 passes. They will continue to do to keep the Colts' defense guessing as to what they are going to do, either pass or run. That's I, got, I got nothing to add. 
Okay. <laughs> um, the, from what I've been able to gather, um, they run uh, the Colts defense run a super basic cover two. They have decent personnel and they kept the scheme easy, so they've been able to really just focus on making plays and staying loose. Um, in my mind, that's going to be perfect for Julian Edelman and the wide receiver core, especially if Gronk's out. So not only are we going to have the big body presence of Patterson and Gordon, but then we're also going to have the quicker guys, um, Dorsett and Edelman, and then you've got Hogan and Devlin and all the other uh, complementary pieces. So this will be perfect to be able to find those nice soft spots in the zones, especially if Josh Gordon can show that it's very instinctual for him and he's got a good feel for the game. So I think they're really, they really have a chance to shred that uh, cover two defense. And then actually the another point that I came across is that the Colts are near the top of the league with eight fumbles um, for their defense. That's pretty uh, high considering that they're also not – I mean, they're giving up uh, 25 points a game and they're giving up 377 yards a game. So they're definitely middle bottom of the pack with those stats, but yet they're also – um, focusing on the, their takeaway. So ball security is going to be a huge issue for Sony Michelle and for some of the smaller bodied wide receivers and uh, running backs. I, I took the other. Go ahead. I also found out the uh, run defense for the Colts. They rank 15th in the NFL while the Patriots rank 7th in pass uh, rush. The Colts rank 15th in the NFL while the Patriots rank 25th. However, that's because of those two losses um, against Jacksonville and Detroit. That's yeah, I think we can throw those stats out the window with yeah. Patriots defense. That's not who they are. <laughs> but um, anyway, so and then we go to over to the path defense side of the ball. When they're on defense, what is it that we're looking for? Stop the Colts on third down like they stopped Miami on third down a lot. You know, you got to, you know, get the Colts off the field. I mean, if T.Y. Hilton's out. That's good, but um, you know, watch out for this. Naheem Hines um, is is probably their number one receiver right now in overall receptions on the Colts. I heard today uh, with twenty two receptions. So um, watch out for that guy. Uh, but overall, I mean, get the Colts off the field like you did with Miami. Pretty much it. I, I don't. I haven't had a chance to look at the stats, but what is the um, what's the the Colts offensive line look like? Um, Trying to protect uh, Peyton Man or Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck this year. Um, they've been all right. They've had a lot of injuries. Ryan Kelly's out. I think they lost their. I think they lost another guy to injury. They uh, he's actually looked pretty good, and they made him. Uh, Frank Reich has uh, had him passing a lot more this year. Not as deep as he used to do under Bruce Arians, but they. It, but he's definitely throwing more and everything. So I. I mean, I think that's still all a work in progress, but I, I think they are trending in the right direction on that side of the ball um, as far as protecting Andrew Luck. So our, 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 our corners and all can come up with what? Two interceptions this game? Oh, I would say so because Andrew Luck still is going to do one of those boneheaded plays. Yep. Hmm. So... Hmm. Um, and then the Pats, uh, the, their offense is uh, – the Colts' offense is generating 337 yards per game. 265 of those are passing, 
and 72 are rushing. So that also helps answer your question, Anthony. So that's a lot of yards. That's a lot of yards for passing. Yeah. That's a pretty big ratio. So on a short week, that could that can end up biting the Patriots in the ass a little bit. Yeah, I, I think that they've got it down. And plus, Frank Reichs has shown that he's going to be super aggressive. Like, they went on it on fourth and four and, and to try to, what was it, try to win in overtime or try to extend overtime. And then they ended up, they did, did, got the incomplete, turned it over, and lost in overtime. So he's not, he's, he's going to be a Riverboat Ron gambler. So we're going to have to watch out for not only on third down, but also on fourth and shorts. And we're, who knows, maybe even we'll see something on uh, some trick plays on special teams, especially uh, this is their Super Bowl and they know that they're not going to win. So that's going to be a big wild card as to whether the Patriots can stay uh, disciplined and prevent a lot of those big plays that can snowball and turn into a bad game for them. What do you think about the Colts coming out and trying to obviously play their Super Bowl with Josh McDaniels back in New England and everything that happened oh, in yeah. that and that whole thing? Oh man! Oh, you know, you know they're going to be coming out with full force with that. I just, I just thought of that just now. Thanks for reminding me about that. Wow! Yeah, yeah. that's that's huge. They talked to. They talked to Frank Reichs about that in his press conference, uh, his conference call with uh, Boston Media. And he was like, I don't even know anything about that. That happened, like, essentially that happened before I got here. And he's like, if if I have to say anything, it's probably like, thanks for not taking the job that I got. So, yeah, you were like, the la- you were like the last straw. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, he doesn't really care too much. He's, just, I mean, he's playing with house money right now, so. Um, you were the co- you were the coffee stirrer and a, and a pack of straws. Yeah, and actually, uh, his uh, defensive coordinator was there before him. I don't even know if Josh McDaniels hired him or if it was just a uh, holdover from a different one. But a, a few of his uh, a few of his assistants and uh, position coaches were hired by McDaniels, and the Colts honored those contracts for him. So there is there could definitely be a little bit extra oomph from them as they prepare for this week. I bet you they're sleeping on the table or the couches in the office this week. Hmm. It's, definitely, right. it's definitely going to be an interesting game, though. Right. So I guess uh, moving on to predictions, and then we'll wrap it up. Sounds good. All righty. So what to watch for uh, besides Andrew Luck, running, rookie running back, uh, I think I said him before, Naeem Hines is the number one receiver. He's got uh, 22 receptions in the loss versus the Texans. He had nine receptions for 63 yards and two touchdowns. But I still think the Patriots win this game uh, 24-17. That close? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Anthony, what's your I'm going to go – I don't know. It's a short week. I'm going to say 31, 31, 14. 31, 14 for Anthony. And I'm going to go blowout. I enjoyed that Thursday night game with the Rams where they scoring all those points. So I'm going to go 35, seven. I think it's going to be another rough game for the visiting team to Foxborough. But, but 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 wait, is that seven points going to be garbage points like they gave out to the to, oh, to the Dolphins? Absolutely. Probably. 
<laughs> the garbagest of garbage points. <laughs> I would really like to have seen a, a shutout, but you're never going to get it anyways. No, not the way they play that bend no break. The they'll they're content to let them take the six six minutes off the clock and let them walk down the field and get that last seven points if they're up by four scores. Yeah. All right then. All does right, anybody boys. have anything else? Go Pats. <laughs> About all I gotta say, go Pats. Yeah, definitely go Pats. All right, I'll close it out and then we'll. Uh, and all the Colts fans can kiss my ass. <laughs> that horseshoe isn't going to give them luck. Yeah. They can put up a, a, a participation banner after there the game. Go. There you go. <laughs> Second runner up. <laughs> all right, then. So thank you, Boston Sports Extra fans, for listening to us ramble on as we went over the Miami Dolphins review and the Colts preview and news and notes from this week. On a short week as the Patriots take on the Indianapolis Colts in Foxborough for the Thursday night special. And you can find this podcast and all of our other podcasts for Boston Sports at bostonsportsextra.com. And your podcasts, catchers, tune in, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and all of the other ones. So check us out there. Rate and review us as long as you're giving us a good one. And go Pats and follow our, all of our writers as they work to bring you the finest news on Boston sports. Thank you, Mike Reese. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Mike Reese. <laughs> <laughs>